Hello, and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. Hello, hello. The rest of our illustrious podcast staff may be on their deathbeds. We're not sure. It is flu season and things have gotten nasty. So uh, Andy and I are going to take it. Uh, we're going to stay a little on topic, but we figure as long as this was uh, the, the death of Deadspin Day, uh, because they didn't stick to sports, why do we entirely have to stick to sports? Although, okay, it'll mostly stick to sports, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to try. Bye um, week! Oh, God, bye week content. Love that bye week content. Actually, I, I've never been more excited for a bye week, if we're going to be honest with I mean, because... When was the last – have we had a bye week where we've had a game after a bye week that we've been this jacked about? I certainly can't recall one in my lifetime. Oh, definitely not off the top of my head. And I mean, there may have been one at one point, but the fact that we can't come up with it, that easily tells you all you need to know is, yeah, you know, I mean, take it back 10, 12 years ago when we were worried about the most thing we were worried about at bye week was uh, who's going to get arrested, <laughs> who's going to do something stupid, and now it's, okay, can we sell enough tickets to fill out TCF and is game day coming or not? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit better situation now than it has been. I like this much better. Um, all right, game day. Let's just get through it. Game day, not game day. I'm fully on. We're not getting game day. Do you, do I have any disagreement from you on that at all? No, it's they're going to Tuscaloosa. I guarantee you we're not getting it. Now, I do think that some of the lobbying and some of the things like that do put us in a fairly decent spot that if we and potentially Wisconsin hold serve, that we might see them for the uh, the Axe game the Saturday before Thanksgiving, especially if that game has to be for the Big Ten West title, um, which honestly we, we kind of hope it's not, that we have both taken care of business and, and somebody else, probably Iowa, has done the same to Wisconsin in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, um, I, I think I think if you're looking at potential game day opportunities to Minneapolis, that that that's a fifty fifty shot at the moment, whereas next week is about a point five shot. I think, you know, the eleven a.m. kickoff, which doesn't make it impossible, but definitely puts uh, one more nail in the coffin, and and the fact that you know, you're getting some of the chatter from the ESPN guys that yeah, you know, we respect you, whatever, but it, it's very obvious that they're going to go to an undefeated one versus two rather than an undefeated five versus you know 13 at the moment hopefully closer to 10 or 11 by next week yeah the 11 a.m sealed it for me it's just they can do it but typically those you know the the people who are excited enough to stand in the cold for six hours you know because they get there early are the people who want to be at the game too and you know northrop mall i would assume is where they'd put it and if you do that, well, I mean, that's, yeah, that doesn't work out so well logistically. So, um, also, I mean, I think PJ Fleck was 100% on point with his reasoning. Like, there is nothing about his logic that is not sound. We just have the misfortune this season of having this game, this very worthwhile game for college game day fall at the same time that Alabama and LSU are number one and number two. If they weren't number one and number two, I could actually see ESPN passing it by because they really do go to both those places more than enough. But number one versus number two, that's you're not going to beat that more often than that. Not when you're Min- not when you're Minnesota. 
it's just not going to happen. No, especially I think I think somebody said this is the first time number one and number two have played this late in the year since I think it was the Michigan Ohio State game back in '06. So it's it's definitely been a while, and you know I think not not again. It's Minnesota scheduled when they're scheduled, but to, I think everybody also is is looking ahead uh, to game day being in Happy Valley in two weeks or three weeks for uh, a potential ten and Ohio State versus ten and O Penn State game as well. So I think that sort of limits the luster of, of seeing Penn State, um, you know, two out of three weeks or something like that. So. Um, you know, it, it's just the way the schedule's falling. And like I said, I, I, I agree with you that if it wasn't number one versus number two LSU versus Bama, I think there's a fairly strong chance that they would have come here. But it's just the way the schedule shakes out. And like I said, if, if you're a Minnesota fan, you really want to see game day, I think uh, your best bet is to uh, hope that the Gophers uh, can take care of business here in a couple of games down the stretch and, and that we see them in town uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving for Wisconsin. So I, I have two questions related to game day for you. The first is, would we even bother going, you and I? Like, we love tailgating. Would we Would we bother trying to go? Because I don't really feel like getting there early to be close enough to, like, see anything. And if we show up late, we're just going to be at, like, the farthest reaches of it. Would, would you want to go? Yeah, as somebody who's been, never been there, you know, it, it seems like a cool situation. But, yeah, you know, I, I don't necessarily know, you know, 10, 15 years ago, yeah, because I would have been that, you know, young college student who would have started drinking at 4 a.m. to get in there by 6 a.m. so I could, you know. But, yeah, now more closer to middle age than college me, you know, I, I, I think it would be cool. It would be a cool way to make sure you could try and set it up so you could watch it somehow because, you know, to have your team be featured and get all sorts of the stories, I think would be really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel like camping out overnight to get a good spot. And, you know, um, as you said, assuming it's at Northrop Mall, it's sort of a semi awkward spot because you're still a few blocks from TCF, but you're, uh, you know, not that far, but you're still three or four blocks from the lot we would presumably be tailgating in. And so it's sort of like, well, do we, you know, do we set up the tailgate and then go over and try and catch at least the, the Corso mascot from, even if we're watching from, you know, a quarter of a mile away, I don't, I don't know how much they have big screen set up, things like that. So, um, to tell you the truth, yeah, I think we probably wouldn't be the typical fans that would be standing in line to get out there to watch it but uh, i'm sure we do have plenty of members in our rabid fan base that that would be that type so i just you know if it's at northrop we could potentially depending on where how they set it up where they set it up i mean we could uh make a, a late arrival for it and um the the uh, the bridge that goes over the walking bridge that go you could stand on that and get a pretty good view and some cool photos. Yeah, you know, I mean, as as we said, I think well, obviously this will be new to everybody, so I think you know the, the game day people might have a rough sketch in their heads, and the university might have a rough sketch in their heads and how they would set things up. But you know, this isn't a school they've been to seven eight times, so it, it's going to be new for everybody. So they're going to be trying to figure out how they're going to fit people in and how they're going to, you know, where they're going to let people stand and watch. And and the question is just how many people will show up. You know, we we like to say that you know Minnesota has been waiting for this for a very long time, but if it's ten degrees at seven a.m. the day of the Wisconsin game how many hardy people are going to stand out there at 10 a.m from wait for four hours just to watch the program i mean there'll be plenty but i don't think you're gonna see you know thousands upon thousands yeah 
that's a that's a good point. All right, so my second question for you is, I mean, at this point, you mentioned it earlier. We honestly would love to be in control of the West when Wisconsin comes to town. For me personally, I'm going to have to choose Iowa in the Iowa-Wisconsin Meteor matchup. From my perspective, if we had the West in hand and that somehow cost Minnesota game day, I would be 100% okay with that. Would you be okay with that? 100 infinite percent. If, if Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, granted, I guess you've got a one in four shot, but, you know, I think, and it's not Minneapolis, so whatever, but, you know, I guess it all depends on who's in the other title games, but I think there'd be a fairly decent shot that you could see them in Indy for an Ohio State-Minnesota, or a Penn State-Minnesota title game, um, if it got there, uh, just because, I guess it depends on who, you know, whatever LSU-Alabama team's going to play, if it's going to be Georgia or Florida, could be could be Marquee too or whatever, but, um, yes, if it means we don't get game day, if it means that we've already got the West locked up, uh, 100%. 100%. Let's go to Indy. Yeah, go to Indy and because at that point, if the West is locked up, I mean, that probably, that almost guarantees that we beat Iowa and Northwestern at the very least. And, I mean, now you're, you're really talking about, like, Rose Bowl on the line. Like, basically from my perspective, I prioritize everything around the Rose Bowl first. Everything else comes second. Like, I'm even in the weird position of kind of preferring the idea of going to the Rose Bowl over the college football playoff, despite understanding fully that going to the college football playoff is a much better outcome for Minnesota as a program, <laughs> like for long term. Um, but yeah, I that's how I prioritize it. And, you know, normal caveats, probably not going to do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Keep our expectations in check, whatever. Well, and the other thing to think about is, is you know, and, and again, we're getting so far ahead of ourselves. Let's let's you know take a step back. But even if we do have the West locked up, I mean, I'm looking at the list of games that Saturday, and there aren't that many other ones that I could see them being that interested in. I mean, Minnesota, Wisconsin for the Axe is still going to be huge, and assuming we have the, assuming we have the West locked up by then, we're going to be a top ten team. So and there'd be and there'd, there'd be a lot of storylines. Minnesota's resurgence, never been in this position in forever. Blah blah blah. Lots lots of stories to talk about. Yeah, Auburn's already lost a couple of games, so I don't think you're necessarily looking at an Iron Bowl visit. Texas A and M, LSU. I mean, I no no. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina, probably not. Um, Florida State, Florida, hell no. Oregon State, Oregon, hell no. Um, you know, where is the Iron Bowl? Is the Iron Bowl in Alabama? No, it, Auburn? it's Auburn this year. Eh, uh, Colorado, Utah, probably not. Unless I guess maybe if Utah is playing, but did they already go to Utah earlier this year? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Um, you know, Tulane, SMU, no. Notre Dame, Stanford, no. So, I mean, to be perfectly honest, if the Gophers take care of business, I think they're coming here no matter what, whether it's for the West or whether the Gophers are 11-1 and one and already have their trip to Indy booked. I, I can agree with that. That seems plenty reasonable, especially since, you know, Fleck did make a really good case. Unless, of course, they really want to piss everybody off and head up to Ann Arbor for Ohio State, Michigan. But, I mean... <laughs> just because, just because. Ju- just because. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, trying to sell out for Penn State, but 
the ticket office seems to have set prices rather strongly, we'll put it. I don't want to belabor this, but it is a little annoying to me. I think from a maximize revenue perspective, uh, a supply-demand thing, totally makes sense to me. I don't actually think that should be the priority right now. Am I crazy on that? Yeah, you know, I mean, looking at the prices, they have they have the last two games of the season, so they have Penn State priced the exact same price as they have Wisconsin. So, um, you know, I, I guess the question you're trying to figure out is, are you, are you trying to, you know, a lot of times for these, you know, interdivisional games, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa, they'll jack the price up because they know they can soak the opposing team's fans for a decent chunk of change. Now, I don't know, I don't actually remember the last time Penn State was here. I think that was the year we won the bell, so that was, you know, was that 14? 2013, 13, 13, I think. So, yeah, 13, 13. So I honestly don't remember, to tell you the truth, how well Penn State traveled for that game. So I don't know if that's one of those things where they're expecting a lot of Penn State fans to travel in, so they're trying to get them here or what. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not expecting them to price it the same as, you know, a game against... Rutgers or Maryland, but you thought you might want to find a, a, a middle ground between that and, and a, and a Iowa Wisconsin price. But, um, but yeah, no, I agree at this point, you know, you're just trying to make sure that you get loud and rowdy fans in TCF because, um, you need every home field advantages you can get against Penn state. And, you know, honestly, I suppose the difference between 46,000 and, and 51,000 isn't that big of a difference. Um, but you know, it's nice for the narrative. It's nice for the narrative. It's nice for that. And, and they're already, you know, doing things. They they came out earlier this week, and every student season ticket holder gets a free guest pass to that game. So they're looking at basically making sure that student season ticket area is full, um, which, I mean, is key. They, they drive a lot of the atmosphere in that stadium. So if they're loud and rowdy, uh, the main crowd feels, you know, sort of they're allowed to be loud and rowdy as well. Um, and for an 11 a.m. game, frankly, you know, it may be a huge game, but it, it's an 11 a.m. game and you're still going to have a late arriving student section crowd. That's just the nature of the game. Um, yeah, that's not Minnesota's problem. That's just students being students. Yeah, you'd, you'd see the same thing at Wisconsin, the same thing at, at Alabama, Florida, et cetera. So it's not, it's not, a, it's not a Minnesota thing, but yeah. Um, you know, it will be interesting to see if they sort of plateau at about 45,000, 46,000 tickets sold, if they decide to try and do something to get those last, uh, that last bunch of tickets sold next week. Um, but yeah, at, right now, I mean, they're definitely still in, you, you've got you've got the warring worlds of the fans where they're like, well, let's let's make sure we sell these tickets and get this place sold out. And then you've got the, you know, you've got your casual fan that's like, oh yeah, I'd like to go. And then they look at the ticket prices and just start laughing and say, no, that's not happening. You know, um, so it's it's sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I I, I guess I don't know if there is a a, a great answer that's not going to make somebody unhappy in the long run, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm on your side. I'd, I'd love to see TCF loud and rowdy and full. Andy, you've been on the internet long enough. There's always going to be somebody mad online. That's just... Well, and we seem to be really, really good at it. So, you know... That... <laughs> I've been known to get mad online. That is true. Uh, speaking of mad online, PJ Fleck is making some people mad online. You'd think that being 8-0 might calm people down, but no. No, no, no. Uh, apparently, going out and publicizing your team's success is now a bad thing. Um, I am, I am, 
I find it difficult to understand how people find the energy to try to make everything about PJ Fleck, specifically how they want to complain that he's making everything about himself. I really don't. I don't get it. I really don't get Minnesota fans when they do this. Now, to be fair, I'm not sure all these people are actually Gopher fans so much as Minnesota sports fans. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, PJ's out there. He's going on radio, TV, whatever he can to get get the get this game hyped up. And people are like, "Well, you should just lay back and let everyone bask in the glory of the team." No. He should be doing whatever he can to get the team on TV. That's the name of the game. I just don't... I mean, they even got mad at him playing hockey. He was just having a good time and didn't look that bad as a goalie, to be to be honest. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's twofold. You have it's a certain subset of the, of the Minnesota sports population that, you know, are all PJs, all about himself. He doesn't care about the kids. And then we have the Casey O'Brien thing. And, and a certain number of people are like, okay, fine. I, I finally give up. I, I realize that this really is his true self and he really does care and da-da-da-da-da. And then, yeah, you've got, you know, a game of two eight-no teams and, and PJs out there on his bye week basically trying to do things to to keep the gopher football team in the news and to get some national attention and take advantage of the situation and oh then you've got people he's just trying to hype up himself again no he's not he's trying to hype up the damn team because there's that certain subset of minnesota fans that won't fill the bank i mean he's trying to get people to get interested to buy those last five thousand tickets um you know so that's why he's doing interviews with media groups that he doesn't necessarily do um, I mean, for example, he was on the, the K-Fan morning show you know, Tuesday morning here, or Wednesday morning, whatever day it is here in the Twin Cities. Now, he's on, he, <laughs> he's on, he's on K-Fan a lot, but normally he's on some of the later shows. Um, you know, the power trip is one of the, it literally is one of the best rated morning shows in the country. Um, so why not go on and, and talk and, and try and garner attention from, you know, a subsection of the audience who might not listen to K-Fan later in the day. He was on Pat McAfee's radio show, internet show, earlier on Wednesday. Um, now, now McAfee came in, is a fairly decent gopher booster uh, when it comes to national people after spending some time with Fleck in the program around the Super Bowl um, a couple years ago. But still, it's another subset that probably doesn't hear from him on a regular basis. So why not try and get out there and hype up the team? But yet some people take that and go, oh, he's just trying to make a name for himself. Well, no, he's doing that because he's the coach of the 8-0 team, and so he's trying to hype up his team. You're, you know, believe it or not, the coach is still the figurehead of this team. You're not having, you know, your student athletes who still have to go to school or whatever do a media tour. It's not like it's the Vikings and you turn over this media tour to try to get attention to to Harrison Smith or to your quarterback. You know, in, in college, it's the coach. The coach is the figurehead. The coach is the verbal leader. The coach is the one who's going to try and drive up attention. That's his job. He's doing his job. So yes, for all these people that are getting mad that he's going out and trying to draw attention to his team and his program, and they think it's self-serving and he's doing it for himself, you're idiots. I guarantee some of these people used to hate Glenn Mason for not hyping his team. I guarantee it. I guarantee some of these people used to complain about Glenn Mason not doing enough to publicize the Gophers. Well, and, and the thing is, and, and I'll even 
give in to the argument that success breeds it. If this team was 2-6 and six and P.J. was doing all this stuff this week, okay, fine. I'll give you that argument that he's trying to drop whatever. That That's fine. They're 8-0. and oh. There hasn't been this much excitement around this team since, bare minimum, 2003. I mean, literally. And they're still fighting for Twin Cities media attention. They're the best... I mean, the Vikings are 6-2, and two, and when it comes to media attention, they're still kicking the Gophers' ass. PJ's fighting for every last little viewer and every ticket holder he can get. That is his job. He's doing his job on a bye week. And so, yes, the people that are complaining about it, I, I, I you know, and I see this a lot, that they're stuck in the, it's the same thing with recruiting, and, and they're stuck in the college versus pro mentality where, you know, well, you can just sign free agents and bring people in. Well, no, in recruiting, it doesn't quite work that way. Well, you can send out your best players to talk about that. Well, no, Minnesota is not sending Tanner Morgan out to do interviews on 18 radio stations because he's a college student. He's dealing with class. So that's why PJ does it. That's his job. I love it. Round of applause for that rant. I'm very happy. I need I need your expertise here for a second, though. I want you to critique for me P.J. Fleck as a goalie. Well, I'll, I won't be able to touch the job that uh, Eric Vigo, the athletic, did where he basically took the uh, the NHL prospect grading system and, and graded, and graded <laughs> P.J. Uh, you, I missed that. Yeah, if you have not seen that, it, it's definitely worth a read. Um as as he said in that the uh, the athleticism helps him a little bit because his uh, his his puck finding skills need a bit of work, um, you know he can he can he can move a little bit he's he's not the best on his skates but he can move a little bit and, and cover the net, um, but you know trying to trying to square up and, and pick his angles he he definitely needs a bit of work but uh, you know uh, all in all for a guy who supposedly he says he hasn't. He hasn't done this since he did it at Western Michigan eight years ago. Um, he didn't look terrible, and I, I, I do appreciate the the comment. I'm not sure I, I missed the exact source, but we saw it in our Slack channel that uh, Gopher Hockey Coach Bob Motzko came out and said, "Yeah, I was going to give him a little more time until our guys started taking uh, upper corner shots on him and trying to beat him top shelf." And the last thing I really wanted PJ to do is take a puck to the neck, and then I've got to try and explain to the state of Minnesota why their their coach isn't available for the big game against Penn State. So, um, probably probably a good decision there by. Uh, coach bob <laughs> yeah that's i love that quote too like everyone's going shelf hunting and he's uh kind of defenseless so we're gonna stop it oh well apparently one of them who took a shot at it was uh was tyler nanny which if, if you've watched any go for hockey games nanny probably has arguably one of the hardest shots on the team so you know and <laughs> yeah i don't think granted and this may come as a, a bit of a rip, but, you know, Nanny also finds the net about a third of the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so PJ's not in that much danger. But, uh, yeah, you, do, you don't want these guys getting a little more confident trying to pick their corners and, and PJ doing something a little stupid just because he's, he's, he's raw back there. Well, friends, it is the bye week. So much like we hope that the Minnesota Gophers stay out of trouble during the bye week. We hope you stay out of trouble during the bye week. This is an excellent week. If you have household tasks, go do those. 
just to put out there, if you're looking for something to do this weekend with uh, with the bye weekend, uh, the Gopher women's hockey team Saturday and Sunday afternoon gets to host number one Wisconsin. So if you want to get into your uh, badger hitting mode a little early, uh, this weekend's a good chance to run over to Ritter, get some cheap tickets, and, and watch the number two Gophers take on the number one Badgers. It's the, uh, the best women's college hockey you'll see. Uh, when the Gophers and Badgers get together. So uh, go head over to Ritter and uh, and boo some red. I like it. Better dead than red. The bye week also means that there will be no Great Takes Less Filling podcast after the game this weekend because, well, there is not a game this weekend. In the meantime, we've got plenty of basketball content coming out, getting ready for the beginning of the season next week. We're going to have more football to talk about because we're 8-0. There's football to talk about. It, this is the most meaningful November. We're entering the most meaningful November in my lifetime. This is exciting things. And of course, next week, uh, we, are, we'll, we will have for you another SkyU podcast. In the meantime, go Gophers. SkyU Ma. Row the boat. Mm-hmm.